Yeah, Jenny true. Turner, Lovejoy Real Estate. I'm so excited to talk to Chris today about his home bar and kind of all the opportunity and ways to be creative. Thanks. Uh, as Jenny said, I'm Chris Magania, and this is uh, this is our labor of love here in our house. So, so what got you started? Like, did you wake up one morning and you're like, I need a bar, or what? Like, uh, this is this is a serious commitment. Yeah. Um, so it's it's over ten years in the making. Um, it started because my wife and I used to play poker uh, at this home game with uh, a bunch of wealth managers and uh, attorneys, and um, the deal was that if we won. On Friday night, we would go buy a nice bottle of whiskey or tequila uh, on Saturday. So we won a lot. <laughs> so we ended up so with... it was a uh, good deal. Yeah, it was a very good deal. We played in that game for about five years. Uh, and me being me, I had a spreadsheet, my win rate, how much, you know, what our take rate was from the game. Uh, and so I'm we... I'm surprised they let you play that long if you kept winning. <sighs> well... You know, like booze, gambling is addictive. Point taken. Um, so yeah, so it started uh, actually at, an, at our other house um, with this, this, just this bar top, okay. uh, which also had a green top then. I've had the top taken off to match the top spec here. Um, yeah, and it started with, you know, 10 bottles or 15 bottles of, you know, like $50 bourbon or whiskey that, you know, $100 bourbon or whiskey. Uh, and then over the years, we've morphed it into this. And kind of the reason for it... Um, it's really about fellowship for us. Um, we, we enjoy hosting parties. We enjoy hosting people. And what I found was that, you know, Portland is blessed to have some of the best, actually, whiskey bars in the country. Um, but you pay for it. Um, right. You know, so you go to the Multnomah Whiskey Library, you can spend four or $500 on one glass of bourbon. And I said, well, this is silly. I can spend 1000 to buy the bottle, right. and I can share it with 18 friends or family members, right? So... Um, so it ended up being a thing that uh, you know started as a few bottles here and there, you know, fifty or sixty from from playing uh, poker, and then slowly over time we built it into this. Uh, and so the other kind of ritual that we have is that um, when we go to another country, uh, we tend to bring back a bottle or two um, of, of you know. So we find some local spirits from from you know wherever we're at and uh, try to bring back a. Charles a and I do exactly the same thing. If yeah. we're traveling, we try to buy a local bottle of gin. In yeah, our case, for sure, right? For but sure. Same idea. Uh, I've got some wonderful dry gin for me from London that uh, you'll never find again. It's ah, beautiful. See, yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's turned into this, and um, the other piece of it, it's been actually a really big. Uh, COVID was hard for a lot of reasons for all of us, right? But um, I started doing um, virtual tastings um, for charity, uh, so which was kind of fun. And one of the groups that um, I just put it on. We, there's lots of forums on Facebook and other places to kind of meet other. Uh, degenerates uh, <laughs> that are into whiskey yeah. and um, we uh, one of the groups stuck um, so we we get together about every month virtually and we've actually done a few live ones uh, and we get together and now it's now it's just about fellowship and friendship and mm -hmm. um, but it's it's a really cool group of, of guys and I mean it honestly it was one of the few things that really kind of pulled me through COVID because that uh, connection yeah because we this was completely shut down and the whole point of this is to share it with friends and family and uh, help help our friends and family experience spirits and booze that they wouldn't get to. Is whiskey your favorite? Like, is that your go-to? Uh, you can edit this out if you want, but actually, I'm kind of I, I go I ebb and flow, but right now I'm I'm on a rosé kick, so I, I you think know that's I uh, that's kind of the one into the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's kind of funny too because if we are out and about and I order like, can I, you got a sparkling rosé that's kind of dry? They're like. 
What? And I don't I'm think like, you should feel judged for that. I think that's a perfectly uh, good order. We're all insecure about something, and that's <laughs> right. that's one that's of my true. insecurities. I am. Um, if we're out, like if I'm home, I'm much more of a wine drinker. Okay. But if we go out, I tend to order like a Manhattan. Yeah. Because you can't Great. drink a Manhattan very fast. Yeah. Like it's a sipping drink. Yep. It like takes longer. Like it's just a good like I have it at the table for a while. Yeah. And so that's if I'm going out. Plus, I don't usually make like I won't make a Manhattan at home. I mean, okay. I know I could, but I just. Like it's much easier to open a bottle of wine, yeah. and so I don't. How many bottles do you have? Do you know? <laughs> uh, so in the in the collection here. Uh, so the other thing that drives me crazy about there's a lot of people that I know that have actually uh, a lot more bottles and a lot bigger selection, uh, but it, they treat it like it's a uh, a museum. It's like, see this bottle of blah 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 blah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm like, great. Let's open it and let's share it and let's talk. No, no, no. This isn't for drinking. They yeah. treat it like it's a baseball card or beanie baby, beanie yeah. baby. And um, this is this is more about the experience for you. This is about fellowship, friendship. Um, when the bottles are done, that means we've had some great conversations with some great friends and family, made yeah. some new friends, because um, that's what it's about. So there's only two bottles that are kind of exempt, and that's and they're actually not even that expensive. One. Uh, I only drink it once a year on my friend's birthday who's passed away and it's You're just for me yep. it's for me and him to share and then uh i had a friend that just had uh a kidney transplant and i'm waiting for him to get healthy enough to crack um a bottle of 15 year pappy that spe- i said a special thing yep, that once he can yep, do it yep but everything else is you know if if somebody says oh my gosh i've seen that but i've never actually i can't afford it or i just i can't break my or my you know spouse would kill me um pull it off the shelf let's, let's drink have it a drink yeah yeah. Um, you know, don't mix it with Coca-Cola, but uh, let's let's have a... You have some standards. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, but yeah, so it's all to be shared. Uh, but going, circling all the way back to your question, um, I, there's probably about, um, f- here there's not, there's, here's just a few hundred bottles, but in this, this is the liquor locker behind here. Okay. Uh, and there's another probably 500 bottles there. Uh, and then I have... Um, I have bottles in about 11 different states right now with friends that were <laughs> and is that uh, because you like your like it's when you visit them there you drink it or no, uh, you're just it, sharing it with them it's it's there so um every state allocates liquor differently and they have different rules oh, and di- okay. different allocations so certain certain things you can find in oregon or washington you can't find in other states uh, Ohio and Texas, for example, you can find all the Weller you want, which is kind of coveted right now. Okay. Um, but out here, it's much harder to find. So, so friends there have bought it for you. And, and then you do the switchy switchy, right? Yep. And you're like, oh, well, I'll, as soon as I find a bottle of E.H. Taylor, which we can find pretty plentifully out here on the West Coast, uh, I'll, you know, I'll send you a couple bottles and then you send me a couple bottles of whatever I'm, I'm looking for. Um, it's been a great way to make friends, too. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, and it's also kind of a little bit of a... A little bit of a Carmen San Diego, like who do I know in this state who's willing to like drop everything and run to the liquor store across town for me? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yep. so it's kind of fun and uh, it's a little bit of a scavenger hunt. And um, during COVID, I moved our bar, and okay. moving our bar included like taking everything off and cleaning it and doing all these things. Uh-huh. And I counted the bottle of unique gin because Charles mostly has a gin collection and same thing. We drink it. Like it's not mm-hmm. like, it's not like a covered egg. It's, it's, you can walk in and drink any bottle. Like it's nothing special. Yep. Um, mostly different, you know, all these different kinds, 102, he had 102 different bottles of gin. That's good. Which felt like a lot until you say like 500. So now I don't, now I feel just fine. I think we can buy some more gin, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and that's the thing. I actually don't drink that often. The only time I really drink, like I, I'm not one of those like, oh, you must, you know, come home after a hard day's work and have a cocktail. I'm like, no, not really. Um, it's more about the entertaining for you. It's 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 usually when I have friends over uh, or or family, and uh, and so you know, I mean, there's I could live to be 400 years old, and I don't think this is going to get through because right. we just don't have you know that many people over anymore. Um, you know, I used to host a, a party every year. There was like 100 people in the house. Um, cops would usually get called. Thankfully, some of them were my friends. <laughs> like, come over after your shift. Uh, but yeah, so we just, we don't go through it nearly I as much. I think a lot of us got out of practice in COVID entertaining and being social too. For sure. Like, I'm having to really make an effort. For and sure. I'm choosing to make that effort. Like, we're choosing to be more social. Like, especially, and just holidays make it a little bit easy, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm choosing to reach out to people because I kind of just got easy not doing that. Yeah. And we work hard, you know, hours are long. And so then it's like, no, I'm tired. But it's important. That connecting with people is really important. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And so, you know, the other kind of, the other kind of cool piece of this, which um, I didn't, I didn't get it all put together until after therapy and <laughs> other, other, um, other um, kind of enlightenment. But um, what I really love about, about whiskey, and it's the same thing, uh, we haven't talked about this, but I'm actually a bigger tea nerd than I am whiskey nerd. Okay. Um, but what I love about both is just the the legacy aspect of it or the amount of time. Like a good a whiskey distiller, mm-hmm. if they have a normal life expectancy, will only get to probably get through three expressions of their whiskey before they retire or die. Because it takes that long. It takes that long, right? And the same with tea. Like, you know, good Chinese tea, the trees are 500 years old or older. And it's just the amount of time and I love that aspect of it. the same way. I, I just feel like I'm I'm close to Mother Nature, or God, or whatever you believe in when I'm around giant trees, right? It's mm-hmm. just like this thing has will outlive all of us and has been here for so long. Yeah. Um, it's so it's an aspect of of whiskey and of um, tea and giant trees that is just I just it's just so overwhelming for me. I love it. Uh-huh. Um, you know to think about like the those rhetorics up there, which aren't particularly amazing, but. Uh, Bottles. They've been they've been there. They've they've been sitting in a barrel in Kentucky for twenty five years. You think about all the life and all the ups and downs of the economy, good and bad presidents, and all the things that have happened in twenty five years. And you know, it's just it's just amazing to me. And so it's something that um, if I do drink alone, or if I'm drinking kind of, you know, in a moment of uh, solitude, like I think about I think about that. I think about all the the permanence of this. Right. Right. It's, it's not just a fast, easy thing. Somebody really put some thought through it yeah, and commitment it, to it. It's kind of the opposite of, uh, you know, YOLO Friday night, let's shoot <laughs> fireball. Like, yep. woohoo! Like, no, it's like, man, this is, somebody took the time and the corn farmer spent years dedicating to that corn and then the distiller sourced the right corn and they found the right water and the right lime you know, river and like, oh, it's just, it's, it's just a detailed matter to make it what it is today. Yeah. It's just a beautiful process. Um, so on the evolution of the bar, yeah, you started with the front. What, what, walk me through the rest. Like what else was important to you? What else? Like, why did you put it here in your house? Like what, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> when we were house shopping for this house, um, our realtor thought we were crazy, I'm sure, because we would walk straight in to the bar. We would walk straight into the house, and my wife would say, "This is not going to do." And and you know, and and my wife is very chill about everything, right? 
And the reporter's like, oh, well, what's wrong? And she's like, well, where's the bar going to go? Because <laughs> my wife and I both kind of share the same values around people and fellowship and friendships. And, uh, and so I'm sure the realtor just thought we were nuts. And um, yeah, so we, we, we wanted something in order to be kind of front and center, mm-hmm. uh, which made it really awkward around when my daughter was young and we would have, she'd have slumber parties or whatever in the the parents would come drop little Johnny or little, you know, Sarah off. And uh, they're like, what is this? Like, is this some, like, like bougie frat house? And I'm like, no, you know. Uh, you know, and the funny, the ironic thing about that is my, my daughter was, you know, in prevention club, didn't touch booze. Uh, I finally, I finally got her come to the dark side as a 27-year-old adult. But, <laughs> Not something um, you had to worry about. No, yeah. no. And, you know, I always told her, like, you know, this is terrible. But uh, I'm like... Do not do what a lot of kids did and like fill bottles with water. <laughs> if you or your friends get like, don't do that. I that's what I'm going to be furious about. Yeah, we're like, just entering because Ryan's 15. Yeah, so we're just entering that world of like managing and like, do we need to lock up our like uh-huh. wine and liquor and like we're not. And he's a good kid, so like yeah. we won't. But like friends also yeah. and like. Yeah. What are we going to, like, it's yep. a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And I don't know how I deal with that today, but, um, yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, like, you know, some I've seen people who draw lines on it and stuff like that. I'm like, don't waste the good liquor. <laughs> yeah. But, I think um, sometimes you have to trust your kid, too. Yeah, right? for like, sure. depending on the kid. For but... sure, for sure. Yeah, so the evolution of the bar, um, it really came, I mean, I just, uh, as a whiskey nerd, you know, you go, I, I'd go to different bars. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Um, so I wanted it to be kind of, um, kind of like a classic bar. So mm-hmm. that's where kind of the cherry finish, um, uh, and the brass yeah. finishes came from. Um, I wanted the top to match there. So we, we busted the top off and, and my contractor at the time said, Ooh, I don't know if this is going to work. Um, it looks like, well, custom. Yeah. It, it like well, it, yeah. So it worked. Um, and as a whiskey bar, this isn't a wet bar. I don't have an ice maker. I don't have, um, I don't, I don't have water or anything. Cause you know, this is meant to be a, a whiskey, whiskey bar particularly, but you know, we tequila and cognac and other stuff, uh-huh. which is meant to be, you know, drunk with, uh, maybe an ice chip, uh, but most, mostly neat, right? right? Just, just with the spirit. Um, so yeah, we didn't, we didn't run any plumbing or anything like that. Uh, and I wanted something, I, I like this kind of grating, so we uh-huh. use this chicken wire. I like that. Um, as finish there. And, um, you know, the problem I'm running into is some of these shelves have so much weight on them that they're starting to bow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, my wife keeps saying, you either need to drink it more or give more of it away. Um, so It'd be I'm, a shame if it crashed down. Yeah, right? yeah, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if you could put the shelf back in the other way i'm thinking flipping them uh-huh. yeah i'm thinking of doing that at um, least then because like it would take a while for it to like get back to even yeah, yeah, and yeah. then yeah so so that's kind of the origin okay. um you know and and the other piece of this is uh you know i i, I want to support like local artists and things like that so this piece right here is from a, a local chef artist friend of mine interesting it's um, very striking yeah and uh and i had him i had him commissioned it's it's i guess technically it's commissioned but underneath here, you can't really tell unless you look real carefully at certain spots. This is not canvas. This is Wall Street Journals. Oh. Um, so as a financial nerd, I'm like, I want you to do it on Wall Street Journals. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that was, uh, that was a beautiful piece. And, and, uh, yeah, so, I can't really tell, but I, like, it's neat to know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so the other cool piece of it, so, um, which gets us in a little bit of trouble, too. Um, uh, 
so my last name is Magana. My wife goes by her, her maiden name, Cito. And so we call this the S&M Lounge, right? Um, that gets you in trouble. I don't know why. Well, so here, here's a couple little funny ones, right? So, so my neighbor, um, who's you know fairly conservative and nice guy, and he comes over to me and he says, "Hey, hey, there's we got some kinky neighbors. Like somebody's Wi-Fi says S and M Lounge," <laughs> and he's like, "You got any ideas who it is?" And I said. Yeah, Sam, it's us. Like, you come over to our house all the time. You hear us say S&M. We've got a logo built on pint glasses. Yeah. He's like, really? I'm like, yes, Sam. Cito Magana Lounge, because we have a bar. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. Um, <laughs> done some group texts over the years where I'm like, hey, anybody wants to come have happy hour on the deck? Uh, meet at the S&M Lounge after 5 o'clock on Friday. Cool. Uh, people that I didn't know nearly as well um, would say, I spent an hour looking for this S&M lounge. I went to a couple of restaurants. I stopped a cop and said, do you know where this bar is? Because I can't find it anywhere. Uh, yeah. So it's it, over the years, it's kind of been funny. Uh, it's been funny with, with that. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, it's just kind of built over time. I don't know where it'll go next. Um, at some point, I was going to ask you if it was still, if is, is it still in progress or do you feel like it's done? I think it's, it's pretty much done, in my opinion. I think it's kind of maintenance now. Um, and then just finding ways to share it. Um, so when you went to do this, did you hire a general contractor to come in? Did you kind of have an idea already, like a vision already with what you wanted? How, like, from a practical perspective, how did you get started with the construction side of it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we, we did. We spent, um, you know, I had spent kind of five years in my head um, having pictures, sketching things out. Thinking about it. I had an Evernote folder, which kept all my kind of stuff aggregated in one spot for all the things I'm like, when I'm ready, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and then um, I ha have a good contractor that um, I, sh I showed him kind of pictures and sketches and all this stuff and kind of showed him what I'm looking for. Uh, and, and he, you know, put together a few drafts, a budget. And um, so we worked on it very collaboratively. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and you know, there's still a few, uh, as, as you do any kind of home project, there's, there's a few things that you notice. You're like, that drives me crazy. <laughs> but um, no one else would ever But see nobody else knows. Totally. Or they're like, really? Like, <laughs> that's your complaint? Yeah. Um, and you it's can, built in, right? Like, this is not freestanding. This is all attached to walls. It's oh, built in. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Um, uh, it's insured. It's got a special <laughs> writer. And yeah, um, it's all that. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, you can, you can spend an absolute fortune. I know people that have spent close to 100000 just building out their home bar. Um, you can spend any amount of money uh, you By want. the way, no resale, just in case you're curious. Oh, yeah, no. Right? You do it because it's a passion. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've, I've thought of that because um, my wife and I have, you know, we've flirted with, you know, with Zillow and Redfin and all that. It makes it easier. Like, well, what if we just moved over here? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, what would they do with this? Would they, like, display dishes or their... You would make more money? Tearing it out, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and that's what I've come to the conclusion. Unfortunately, of right? Uh, and that's just the balance from real estate of like the broader the market, yeah. right? And this very narrowly shrinks it. Now, do I love it? Of course. When we remodeled our house, our plans had one of the rooms were labeled bar room. Yeah. And the city rejected our plans because they said you can't have a room labeled bar. And I'm like, but that's what's going in the room. And they had to call it an office. I mean, office but it has a room or something. Yeah. 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 Um, so you you know I think what I would recommend to anybody who's kind of um, who's starting on this kind of 
you know, labor of love is just to um, be really curious and, and, you know, think about some of your favorite places to drink spirits and how you drink spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's, I like to nerd out making cocktails or if I like, you know, I like to be in large groups or small groups. Um, what kind of atmosphere do I like? Do I like kind of dark and dark wood and right. environment or kind of, you know, modern contemporary, you know, what I consider like LA type of bars and, you know, um, yep. and, and then just really kind of start like thinking about what, what things you really like about, you know, and what's going to make you comfortable and whoever you plan to have with you, assuming. And some of that affects like, do you need water or not? Right. For sure. For like, sure. Do you want to have a, is it, does it need to be a wet bar or yeah. can it be portable? For sure. Or could you start smaller? Right. Like, cause even you said you started just with the front part yep. and that was probably yep. a couple of years at least, right. Before you went bigger and yep. grew through that. Yeah. I mean, so kind of, this was just, this by itself was kind of step one. Um, and I found this at city liquidators in Portland, it had a giant, it had a giant crack in it. And it was, so it was like, you know, it was like, I think it was retailed for a thousand and we got it like 400 bucks because of this giant, you know, piece that was um, yep. screwed up. And then, and then, um, the shelf, the original shelving was two bookcases we got from Costco that were like 199 bucks. They had one little light in the top, uh, and you know, they had a little silly little touch thing behind there. So you could like dim them, uh. And yeah, that's that's how it started. So I mean, all in the original was you know I think this was like you know five hundred or whatever, and then the two bookcase. So we were in for under a thousand. Right to start. Yeah, um, and then when we did the big remodel um, about six years ago, you know that's that's when we we spent a, a lot more. I never even told my wife, so I won't. I don't want to put that. It's totally fair. Your secret's safe with me. Thank I would, you, thank no, you, I would thank never you. share. <laughs> thank but, you. But you can like, waterboard me, but I'm not telling. <laughs> Um, but it was a lot more than the more than thousand we spent yeah. getting it started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and if you moved, I mean, obviously this is built in, but you could probably take some of it apart and salvage it if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, right. Sure, like that sure. could be that could also be part of it. Sure. But I that's something that I think is really important because like we focus on resale, right? Because I'm in sure. real estate and that's what I do. But your home should be personal. Like it should be what you want it to be. Yep. And I like that you thought about, oh, you wanted it right at the front because this is where you entertain. This is what mm-hmm. you do, right? And in my world, I mean, first off, my kid is still littler, right? So yep. I didn't want it right front and center. So when we were designed our remodel, we made it so that like it's tucked in the back, it opens up and flows, mm-hmm. but like I could close the door and you wouldn't know. Yep. Right? Right. So it's just thinking about how you live your life yep. and what you want to do. And like we don't we don't use our bar room very much unless we're entertaining. And this is kind of a good reminder of like, we should probably just like, like watch TV in there sometimes. Like yeah. it's just like, cause you did, we did it in a way that we love that space, but you don't think about it sometimes. Right. Right. Yeah. And the other piece for us is we're massive sports fans and we, you know, we, we have multiple different team season tickets. And when we're not physically at a game, we're usually watching them right. and you can't really see it if you're on camera or whatever, but you know, we have three TV set up over right. here. And so this room is also meant, you know, every Sunday and Saturday, there's usually people here watching a game or at least before COVID. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the bar yes. made sense for this room to be, uh, Absolutely. uh, yeah, it's funny. We had, a we had, a um, appliance, um, handy person come in last week and they're like, Oh, I love your man cave right up front. And my wife uh, sternly corrected him. It's a woman cave. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, but it's, you know, it's, again, it's all, built around fellowship, friendship, mm-hmm. 
celebrating um, sports and, you know, good spirits kind of all in the, in, the, in the name of that. Well, I think that's something that COVID's really taught us that our home needs to be comfortable. For sure. It needs to be a place that like we can do this activity that we want to do. Yep. And sometimes that means you need to move things around and rearrange and do some things to like live in it like you really want to live in it. Yep. Right? Yep. Jenny Turner with Lovejoy Real Estate. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Real Talk. Please listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for visiting the bar. Um, you know, look me up. I always like to make new friends and, and uh, come by and have, have, a, have a drink with me. Cheers.